0: A little bit of silence in there in the beginning, yeah, and good morning, afternoon, and night. Welcome back to the examined laugh. I'm your host, Thomas Lundy, and uh this week we are coming to you without the sound- sound god uh dylan jones is m i a so boo him, boo Dylan fucking missing. I bet it's okay, because I'm a genius, so I figured this shit out by myself. and Running the podcast solo this evening, we've got Nathan Hart with us, joining us. Everybody cheer very loudly for Nathan.
1: I, I could pretend I could you hear could, it.
0: Yeah, you could, you feel that? Yeah. 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 The, the, the adoration of millions. It's all right. Sometimes I like to just practice. Like, what's it going to be? <laughs> no. Who are you, Nathan? Uh, oh, uh... Just fucking, the beauty of podcast magic is, is that I'm could, going to have to sit and listen through and edit out all anything, so you can never <laughs> sound stupid. You can literally never, like, not have anything to say. We could sit here and not talk to each other for five minutes and
1: smoke weed,
0: and I would still edit that into a conversation that, like, flowed smoothly. Yeah,
1: we could find somewhere in the middle of that. No, no, I could weed. even just yeah. delete
0: all of it, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I would delete all of it yeah. and then just, like. Bring it together to where uh, the internet. Shout out to technology. Yeah. Technology is beautiful. Uh, there's, it's, it's there's like no surgery. Mistake. Yeah, it's like surgery. Yeah, and there's nothing you can't cover up, and there's nothing you can hide. Also, right.
1: so the, the surgery metaphor fell apart real quick. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, because you can't, you can't just do surgery and yeah, that's Have, true. It, have it work itself <laughs> surgery out. Surgery
0: is certainly not like podcasting. Yeah. To where, like, there's not a lot, there's a huge disparity between the number of
1: surgeons and podcasters. Um, anyway, you asked who I was a second ago. Yeah, I did. A literal second ago. Well, well as, far as I'll make I don't say, you'll, yeah, figure it you'll figure it out. Podcast Magic will turn it into a second. Sorry, I don't want to <laughs> tell you what to do. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to answer that with you. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a stand-up comic from Tampa, and now I live in Portland. I, I run a, a roast show. At Funhouse every nice. month, and uh, I write for Hard Drive. But you write for Hard Drive? Yeah. What's that? Uh, it's it's a um the video game section for Hard Times. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, so you I have just, a couple just, just got uh, in with them. Oh, yeah. very nice! Congrats. Yeah. I always wanted to try, and I'm just fucking lazy. I never apply myself like. I have to whip myself into doing a podcast, and podcasting is like the easiest thing. But yeah, what are some of the uh, which one? Now I'm curious. Like,
1: oh, I didn't headlines. get anything out. yet. Oh, you haven't got. Yeah, anything I just out? I just got in with them. I've been pitching for a couple weeks.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just pitched a bunch, and yeah. then they were like, "We like your pitch." But I'm
1: I'm in their like group thing. i in the sign a thing. You're so. in the dossier. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: comedian from Portland. Another guy from I would say like the same class as me like the same general i area of like starting around the same time and around the same group of people and yeah what like you that.
1: you started like three years ago
0: no i started like a year and at this point like a year and eight or, eight or nine months yeah and yeah yeah but like but how long have you been in portland Ah, uh about a year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so the same thing and this week we're where are we going over? We're going over Monty Python, and the Holy Grail. Yeah, we didn't actually disclaimer. We didn't actually watch the movie. Movie a bunch. Like, yeah, it's one of those things that like if you bring it up, somebody's gonna be like, "Yeah, I fucking I love that. I've seen it." But you just it's so long ago. You know what it is? Teachers love the fuck out of this movie.
1: Interesting. You ever notice that? I guess because it's it's like just. PG enough that you can play it in school, but it's kind of
0: what it is, you know, you yeah. wheel in that cart and the teachers are like, we got Monty Python.
1: Yeah. But
0: it's still a fun time for them. Yeah. I had uh what's the other one that they do?
1: Monty Cause what's the uh, one with the, this... um, the
0: argument guy? He sells
1: arguments. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I'm not sure. This is, this is mostly the one that I watched. I didn't really watch a lot of the other Monty Python stuff. That might be like meaning of life. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. There's just
0: this one scene. They have this one where it's about a guy who is buying an argument from, like, a guy who sells (laughs) arguments. And he comes in and is like, is this where the argument is? And it's just – it's very, like – they showed it to us in a very intro level philosophy class. That's why I always think of it, and it's just like what he's doing is he's doing a Socrates shit, where he's like, "This isn't where you sell. It. This isn't where you buy the argument." Like, yeah, it is. It says it outside. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. And you <laughs> see, and then, now he's already fucking. He's like, "Ah, the joke." We all, <laughs> but no, yeah. Teachers love the fuck out of it. I think because it's like it's clean, you know. Yeah, like Brian Regan style comedy. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's just clean enough. There's like violence, but that's
0: but it's like it's cartoon violence. Yeah, that's what right. I wrote down. Actually, it's cartoons with people in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Like the rabbit thing. the yeah. the, the rabbit is that. It, it is. A, it's like a puppet that they're throwing around a scene.
0: Yeah, and it's like there's there's violence, but you know it's not real. Yeah, it's not actual violence. Like most of the time in movies, when you see violence, it kind of is trying to make you believe that it's real violence. Yeah, but in this you like know that it's just right. It's fake. It's overblown. Like the reality yeah. of it is turned up to another level. I feel like.
1: The, yeah, they like don't make the blood the right color. Yeah, that the blood's this kind of weird, off red, cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, just little little elements like that. Yeah, and the whole the whole Black Knight thing where he loses all of his all his limbs. Yeah, that's that's interesting that it's a teacher's movie. I don't I don't remember if i saw it i probably did see it in school at least once um probably in like a history class right like a like a real yeah
0: oh you know what that's yeah. why because of the king arthur thing that's yeah. i've seen it in a philosophy class and i've seen it in a history class because of the king arthur shit
1: yeah yeah that that, that would be that would be enough of a reason and
0: because teachers are nerds let's be honest Yeah. So like this is kind yeah. of
1: the humor in
0: this i don't know why particularly do you ever feel like british humor in particular like the no, I don't want to say nerds because like I was one of these people, but the type of person who enjoyed like the Monty Python type stuff and thought it was funny was like you know you're gamers, you're like, yeah, you're stereotypically like I wear glasses, I like anime, I'm not athletic, you know what I'm trying to yeah. say. I, I feel yeah. like nerd is a problematic term, and so is dwee, you know, like dork or some shit. Well, it,
1: it almost it almost covers too many, too many bases, bases now. Yeah. yeah. Too many people are proud of being nerds for us to be able yeah. to use it anymore. Too
0: many people are like on Instagram. Oh my god, I'm such a nerd.
1: But yeah, because
0: it's like the humor in there is definitely it's not, not edgy. Definitely, I wouldn't call it edgy.
1: No, no, but not it's a, like it de- makes you. Yeah, no.
0: You have to have a certain level of understanding about what it's making a joke of in order to find it funny. Because like in this, what I found is and what I wrote down actually is so much of comedy is taking where people expect something to go and finding one part of it and you change it and to what degree are you going to change it? Are you gonna turn it down or are you going to turn it up? You know what I mean? Right,
1: right. So Mm -hmm. it's like
0: you could take, like for the peasant, for example, you say, oh well a peasant isn't normally, and you go, oh nope, we're gonna turn the smartness of the peasant all the way up and see what happens. you know? Or like a killer bunny. Then that's a play on words so then right. you take the killer element of the bunny and what are we going to do we're going to turn it all the way up and
1: turn it into a cartoonishly rabid animal you yeah know? you're right and I, I think in the the sort of in the background of a lot of the those scenes they're they're sort of trying to make commentary that we know is true like the way that that killer bunny scene plays out is that there's the 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 the, the wizard i forget his name because we only saw the clips yeah but um spoilers we didn't really watch the movie frauds turn the podcast off right (laughs) now we've seen the movie (laughs) i just seen it yeah yeah okay in school um yeah that he he says he like gives them all these warnings about how shitty this is gonna be Mm -hmm. and then we see the rabbit and and we're set up almost to think like okay well they're just going to go because
0: rabbit deal you with see it.
1: rabbit and you go oh furry fluffy yeah. animal deal with it and then when when they're immediately punished for that we can also understand why they deserved it because they didn't listen to this expert who was telling them how dangerous this was gonna be so we don't even really give a shit that that guy gets killed (laughs) it's it's hilarious now because they they also deserved it just like now it's
0: punching in a way now it's sort of turned itself into punching up because it's like look at this arrogant piece of shit who wouldn't listen right and then like something bad happens to someone who deserves it you know that's another thing that i noticed about comedy is there's always like if you're gonna write a joke where something bad happens to someone, make sure that you explicitly lay out that they deserved it. You know, yeah. because otherwise, it's an attack
1: some way or another.
0: Some way, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's like, it's like, oh look, it's we're as a culture obsessed with like retribution and things like that. It's yeah. like, so that's funny to us. Somebody getting what they deserve <laughs> is like, ha ha ha. Fuck yeah, that's a good thing. We can all right. laugh at it. Somebody right. like misfortune, you know, is like. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, but, like, divine vengeance, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know,
0: when someone's on stage telling a joke sometime and it just comes off as mean, it's because you're making fun of somebody who doesn't deserve to be made fun of. Like, I've or, seen somebody... Or you
1: haven't managed to justify why they deserve to be made exactly. fun of.
0: Exactly. Like, you see people... Yeah doing jokes about like the homeless it's like well you haven't you're just making fun of them because they're homeless and they right. think in their mind this is the justification for making fun of them that they're homeless but that's not like yeah. the cultural norm anymore right so yeah. now if you're gonna make fun of a homeless person there has to be something else like you know that this yeah. guy is trying to stab you or something give like us that. something yeah, yeah exactly even
1: if you are just gonna make fun of them for being homeless you have to explain to us why that might possibly be okay right like that like you are
0: gonna do that joke yeah you gotta like you have to m- make me believe that oh yeah that's that person who is at fault or like you know this is something right. that i can laugh at because of that dichotomy right? yeah to top to bottom. talk
1: me into it yeah yeah, yeah. and that's like it's I, I don't know there is there is a thing that i think some people would say you should never ever make those jokes but i don't i i just never want to Subscribed to, to blanket to rules like that. Absolutes like that. Like that in yeah, comedy? that you should never punch down is is that because that's kind of what we're talking about is punching yeah. up or punching down, mm-hmm. and and I think that the idea that you should never punch down is probably wrong. That there's probably places where you can make it okay. That that that's interesting. Whether or not I believe in like punching up or
0: down, and whether or not you can, I I don't like to believe in absolutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't even ascribe myself to being somebody who has a favorite comedian right because fandom is kind of an absolute to me it means like everything they put out i'm automatically unless i come out and say it i'm aligned with it
1: yeah and if you come out and say it you'll probably find out they jerk off in their feature acts or something exactly so you know
0: so it's like i'm always like well they have comedians who tell jokes that i like you know no what were we talking about with punching up and down though
1: Sorry, um, I went off on a tangent.
0: No. About, it was, oh yeah, I think it was a related tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just saying that, like, absolutes and whether or not you should subscribe to... I don't know. I think I've written some jokes where I will try to punch down without knowing it. Yeah. And that kind of... That's where, like, writing jokes, you learn a lot about yourself. you know You learn a lot about, like... One thing I've noticed is, like, I have a lot of material that's centered around my family experience, or at least I've, at at some point in time, I always have a joke. that's about. So then that tells me, okay, well, then there's something inside of you that is non-reconciled about, like, your family life and things like that. You learn what it is that you, and I've learned that, like, oh, my sense of humor is fucking dumb. Like, I laugh (laughs) at silly shit, you know what I mean? I don't laugh at, like, I mean, I guess I like political humor and things like that. But no, the I, things that are the most funny to me are the things that are like,
1: uh, wow, I would never think to to laugh at that, right? You know, it it never occurred to you before. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's part of why this this movie's appealing is because it's kind of a blend somewhere in the middle that that they're making these weird points over and over, but they're doing it in the stupidest ways. That like, yeah, like the the Black Knight getting his arms cut off and and all that. that what would you say the point behind that was? Um. I think that's probably the most topical scene at, at at everything that we saw, because it's just total disconnect from reality. That the whole time he's standing there with missing arms, going, "I'm not missing an arm." Yeah, and he, he says it over and over that that no, I'm fine. Over like until until they walk away, he's still. Just in complete yeah, denial of reality. Yeah, that is,
0: uh, yeah, that is, like, the denial of reality. I was trying to figure out, like, while we were watching it, and I hate that, like, when I watch stuff for this podcast, I do that, but I'm always like, why is this funny?
1: Isn't like, that the premise th- of your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Basically. But sometimes it's a lot of pressure. You're
1: like, fuck, why is this funny? Why is this funny? Right. But,
0: like, the den- denial of reality is, I think, denial of reality or hyper-reality is yeah. also something, like because if you take something that's not supposed to be taken literally and then you take it incredibly literally yeah that it can also be funny or if you take something that has like that's more of like the what we talked about in a previous episode like the absurdist like Eric Andre shit where you take something and you have no attachment to reality whatsoever like everything yeah. that you think is supposed to happen is going to be completely outside of the norm and then you have like I think British humor does the thing where you take something and you give it too much normalization. You know what I mean? You bring it too much into reality. Almost I'm trying to think if there was an example in this movie. Hmm.
1: Maybe the peasants thing. That the, the the peasant screaming about being oppressed. Yeah. That, that yeah, he,
0: yeah. It's like his awareness of the situation was too much.
1: Yeah. yeah that it and the humor in that parts of just the disconnect between him and the only authority figure <laughs> yeah. who's just decided he's an authority figure
0: oh there, there's a lot of commentary in that one it yeah was like that was like kind of in your face so it wasn't even really like i feel like if you're going to try and have like some sort of like oh this is the message you can't just like the
1: message becomes a part of the joke if it's just there right yeah yeah i don't I don't think I I tend to like that when I see it in stand up when people just sort of throw their message straight at you instead of sort of trying to disguise it. Yeah,
0: that's a that's the element of comedy. Yeah, comedy is all about yeah, you have to de, you have to layer it. It's like if you were making a sandwich, like okay, I'm trying to think. How would you say, okay, yeah, you have this really good cheese in there. <laughs> But you don't want the cheese to be the main feature of the sandwich. You want to like yeah. build around it so that people yeah, are like, oh, Fuck oh, open is.
1: face sandwiches. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, Oh, there is some gouda in there. I didn't even know I'm getting hints of Gouda in this. You do you want know, do you want to yeah. smoke real quick? I was gonna say we can pause it and oh, we smoke can We a we could almost just
1: leave it on too. But that's that's up to you.
0: That we if we leave it on, the only thing we can More about work is I wanna get better at conversations. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh I Because I was really into podcasting before, like, doing comedy. And so I think of it as, like, a skill that I was always trying to hone. To be like, oh, yeah. looking at how good interviewers do what they do and things like that. And, like, how do they keep things going? And also right. learning, like, I studied a lot of, like, because I was also that way. Like, oh, I suck at, like, talking to people. So then, like, well, I'm going to study, like, how that's done. Like, how do people fucking be charismatic because yeah. that's
1: definitely like a skill you can kind of work on right right you know? it's something you can level up if you try real hard and you see comics like that that they're mm. all they're all charisma and like that's fine like it's great to be
0: i actually had charisma. a conversation uh with robbie on the first episode about like whether or not i was like i was like dude you know sometimes i feel like i'm just a charisma comic and he's like you know what that's fine because you're still doing the job
1: yeah you and, know and, and still... charisma is hard yeah it's hard to keep it up and and it's hard to not accidentally say something fucked up while you're being charismatic, yeah and it's like that's a skill to like to be able to get people to listen to you. that's like a yeah. part of it, and, and you have to like think that. about it. you have to be active, you have to really like go out of your way and stretch those those things until you get good at it and some people are are good at charisma already before they even start doing comedy that it not it it's dead, sorry, <laughs> oh yeah, we're back. We uh, took a little <laughs> break. Yeah, I wasn't sure a hundred percent if you turned it back yeah, on. Yeah, no,
0: I turned it back on because I like to just like keep recording and shit. But yeah, yeah, breaking down the fourth wall. We took a little break to watch more. We were basically talking about how sketch comedy because that's really what Monty Python is. We, we watched the one sketch from Flying Circus. Is long. It's a movie with a bunch of sketches in it. Yeah, you know which kind of goes back to we were talking about Family Guy earlier. Family Guy is like how I realized like after I started doing comedy, I could appreciate that a little bit more because just like that's a movie with sketches. Family Guy is like a show where the sketch actors are just the characters in the cartoon, you know? Like the there's right. no plot that's important to the cartoon.
1: Yeah. And that's that's fine. It's great. It's it's great that everyone finds their own variations on these formats
0: yeah to be like this is how i'm gonna write a cartoon where it's just
1: like have you ever seen robot chicken yeah yeah, yeah. that's pure sketch it's pure sketch it's like five second sketches yeah yeah i always loved robot chicken just because of the uh, it um i think i I can't remember yeah it was probably off mic we were talking about like the, the dopamine drip from phones and, yeah. and whatnot the, the, that feels like that's it's just a straight like, shot of comedy that, like, yeah, if that last one didn't work for you, here's the maybe next there's one. this, yeah.
0: And you definitely see there's comics like that to where, like, some people's style, and I think that's where they develop that is where I'm just gonna have a bunch of different things and throw them all at you, yeah. Like it's more of like a one liners type thing, but you also yeah. see people who aren't one liner comics do mm-hmm. that which I think is kind of a skill in and of itself because then you can, time is easier to fill. Right. I've noticed with my jokes, because they're like longer, they're anywhere from one to two to three to four minutes to where it's like you're in the middle of a set and you get the light and it's like, okay, I got I'm going to do this one. Or like a three minute set has gotten hard for me because it's like if I do one and it's two minutes and 30 seconds, for that next 30 seconds, I'm like it would be nice to have something to pull out to where, like, oh, it's just yeah. quick. You know, it's an ender, a closer. Yeah. That's where they say, like, it's good to have an arsenal of closers, I realize now. is you want a long closer, like, oh, I get the light at a show, and I've got two to three minutes left. I've
1: uh, I've never ridden a closer that I'm totally happy with. I've got stuff that I, I generally close on when I'm doing longer sets and yeah. all that. But I, there's never been a single one of them where I'm like, yeah, that's a... That, that'll that get them every, like, it, that, that'll that shut the show down. Like, I've just never had one like that. I've got plenty of openers that I'm happy with. There's plenty of ways that I like opening shows that I feel really comfortable, and it feels like that's a, it's like a good hit right off the bat, but they don't, I don't have anything like that that I feel like I can transfer over to the end of the set and and just nail the whole thing down with it. See, it makes
0: me feel like I don't understand closers enough, because when I look at some of my jokes, I go, okay, I have ones that I know are definitely openers, but then after that, I'm like, I could close on this, because the way I write is like, it yeah. starts, and it opens, and then I'll have like a, a release at the end, and it's it right. almost becomes hard to longer sets, because you feel like there's a bunch of like, that could close, that could close, that could close, mm-hmm. but then you have to find a way to like, that Boom! You hit that ending of the joke, and you get those laughs, and then boom! You got to transfer back into something else. And there's a bunch of I've listened to my sets and noticed there's a bunch of like hard, just that was the end, and then boom! Here's the next premise, you know, versus that like streaming it all into one giant thing. Yeah, yeah. I watched somebody's stand. I think it was Ari Shaffir's latest special where he would do. I think basically the entire hour was the same premise. Yeah, to meaning like it was all streaming a bunch of different jokes into what, one the, general idea. The
1: the childhood one, yeah, yeah. Where the, the whole the whole time he's saying, "Uh, uh got got pregnant, pregnant off, off pregnant of off a date. Tinder date." Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That I think, and what's interesting is that it feels like that was him going back over a bunch of jokes that were, were originally disconnected and just finding how he could a connect thread them. that connects them. Yeah. Just yeah. any possible thread. And I think maybe the leaps that you can take to find those threads can be funny on their own. That if you can find a way to connect things that otherwise aren't remotely the same, that that's an interesting thing. That com- Cause I think a lot of comedy is just making connections between things that people didn't expect.
0: Yeah. And like, that's what, that, where the callbacks come in. I've done that before. Like I've looked at certain jokes I have and go, Okay, well, this one can kind of tie into that. Yeah. I think the best that's ever worked for me is to like start with a premise and a joke and then to just keep adding on to it and like to write something out and be like, oh, this actually adds into that one thing.
1: Yeah. A lot of my favorite material has been stuff that just grew like that, that it started with one joke that worked. Yeah. So I kept doing it and then like i don't i don't really plan my sets out very much i don't usually know exactly what i'm doing until i like get up at, at, really? like, at like mics and stuff i don't really try and plan it out very much unless i like have something brand new then i know i'm going to run that but even then i don't know what i'm going to do after it and that means that i have the opportunity to like see what i do ah that's
0: that's good that is a way to like garner that skill more to like yeah okay because then you're thinking you're in that mode and you something will come into your head and you're like how does that relate to the thing that i just said see i think in that respect i'm too rehearsed because all my sets before i go up i'll go okay i'm gonna do this one then this one and if i have time this one right always and so like when i finish one i already know the next one so i'm not worried about like uh uh, uh, you know where where it is but then in that sense i never get the chance to like let
1: it breathe on stage you know right Like really let it go mm -hmm. yeah that's that's also why i try and sign myself up to do way more time than i should be doing (laughs) is just to uh just to have those those little spots where like if if thing because it's it's one thing to be able to practice that during an open mic where like you get to do a minute of stuff that you know is probably going to work and then yeah. you can then you can riff after that. That that's that's a different thing from when like you've already been doing 10 minutes and they're into it and they're having a good time that it feels like that's a totally different scenario to be able to like throw stuff out there. Yeah. And so it's it's great to get those those longer sets where there's not a lot at stake. Like, like, it's could, hard to find
0: that. Oh, yeah. I feel like, you right. it's usually when I get a longer set, I'm like, oh, this is a longer set. So I have to deliver here. Yeah. You know, it's right. There's not a lot of mics out there. Like Duff's used to be the only one where it's like, OK, that's eight minutes. Yeah. So I can really kind of just play you around, really fuck around for with that. eight minutes. You know? Yeah. Versus like if I get. I think I've gotten to the point now where eight minutes I'm like. At a show, I'm like, oh, that's easy. I already know what to do there.
1: Right, but yeah, ten minutes fills right in. Yeah, yeah, Ten
0: minutes, eight minutes, that fills right in. So, but to do that at like an open mic would be interesting because then it's more of just like, like you said, just letting it flow. Open mics, I feel like the problem with me now is it's not enough time. It's yeah, really nice. It's like, ah, oh, what am I gonna do here? There's no room to breathe because I'm gonna if I'm gonna do one joke. I need that time to get into that one joke, right? You know,
1: yeah, to really deliver anything.
0: I think the best option now would to just be like, I'm just gonna take premises on stage and try and fly with it. Like, if it's a, yeah. if it's something that I've written out, like just take one. And if it's something that I've written out and it only gets to a minute, then just to try and keep going with it, you know, to try and keep building. But then you just end up with more. I'm not solving my problem because then I just end up with more long jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting those short ones i wanted because yeah you know how like you see somebody get the light and you know that they have like fi- this will happen at helium you know you have 15 seconds left and the best feeling is to have something that you can say that only takes 10 seconds right we'll get a big laugh yeah. you know you're like and then as you're putting the mic stand back boom you say that one thing and your set is over
1: sometimes i work stuff out on tweets and then i'll and then I'll just transfer those right over into stand up and it doesn't always work. There's plenty of stuff that works in stand up that doesn't work on Twitter and vice versa that there's plenty of jokes that like I can't just read them yeah. because they don't they only work in the written format, but in general, when I'm pulling one of those those one liner style jokes, it takes fifteen seconds, yeah the because the, I oh I, that's
0: I, a good that's a good idea
1: that that in in general I think if you were doing like three minutes of one liners it's gonna be like twelve jokes probably we'd have to call in like some experts on that because I don't really do that yeah
0: I don't really
1: we can ask Avery I guess but do you think um,
0: you could if you sat down and was like I'm gonna do one liners and I'm gonna do ten minutes of one I don't think I could write ten minutes of one I don't think my brain works comedically that way. You think you could? Yeah, we got the. Oh, we sorry. Should we I have hand the him a roommate. mic? We got the roommate, Chris <laughs> Johnson, over here. You probably can't hear him. Do he you have like? A, do you have a third liners. one around? No, I wish we had a third mic.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he's here. Oh, well, that's all I really had to say. Like, I don't know. I don't like one-liners because I, I'm, uh, I feel like I gravitate towards the more storytelling
0: yeah.
2: aspect of
0: comedy one-liners like there are some don't get me wrong like there are some really great one-liner comics out there um but that's just not that's just not me it just feels like there's a certain amount of cheese you have to pull off to do one-liners lines are all wordplay jokes. Like it's all just it's it's what's interesting is like what people do with the words. And I don't really like that's not like my style to like chant to make like oh that word was used in that way is what's funny. Mine is more of just like, huh, think of that. I think my my standup comedy, at least where I'm at now, writing is more of just like, oh, huh, I didn't you know like think of that i'll take something and think of it so much that i'll think of a different way to examine it i don't know it's so hard to find like oh do i have a style
1: i don't think i have a style yet us mute your phones no we got podcast magic Oop. there we go okay yeah i don't I i try not to worry about the style thing too much that i i feel like anything you try and be too conscious of in that element you it it'll just come off. I don't know. You'll just lose. You'll lose out on things that otherwise would have developed naturally if you're trying to be too conscious of like, here's what I want to do in stand up, yeah, rather definitely. rather than just try and do stuff that you think's good.
0: Yeah, organically let it happen and not worry. Because I definitely yeah. like if I write a joke and I feel like, oh, I should write this kind of joke. It's not gonna. F- or if somebody right. tells me something is funny like, oh, you should write a joke about that. I've had yeah. it work, but usually I don't enjoy it as much. And it's yeah. harder to remember. That's Somehow. one thing I right. wanted to bring up. Is like, yeah, if there's a joke that you like, it's really easy to remember. Yeah. If there's something definitely. else that you kinda aren't as eh, sold on it, but you're like, yeah. I should work on this. If it's if it's labor to you to tell the joke, yeah. I definitely feel like it's harder for me because I've noticed if it's a joke that I like. That's a feeling that I had at one point. So you can always summon that feeling. Like if I'm talking about it, like a particular joke that I'll tell about James Bond is like, no, I really feel like that. I Like every time I watch those movies, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? So it's really easy to go there. But then I had like other things where you're like, "Ah."
1: yeah, it's easier because I think that's a a lot of like the good stuff that we can do in, in stand up is is being able to sort of conjure a specific emotion and, and sort of explaining to other people why you think something's funny. Yeah. That, that we're we're barely even showing them anything new at any point. That's why it's Never. just us on a stage with a microphone instead of showing them anything. Is that we're just reminding them of things they already know about. And linking them together somehow or another. It's
0: humor is a sandwich, and we're all rogue <laughs> subway artists. <laughs> like we're all just like people out there being like, "Yo, I make a dope sandwich You're And Probably out. actual sandwich artists. <laughs> yeah, too. a lot
2: yeah, of them probably. a good chunk of the time.
1: <laughs> so we we're we're gonna talk about just general sketch comedy. Is that we're we're moving on with this? Yeah. Sketch yes, comedy, the,
0: like Human Giant. I don't know. What are some of your favorite sketch comedy? Because I never really was like big into, you know, what am I trying to think of? Saturday Night Live.
1: And yeah, like that. I'm not a big SNL fan. They've they It feels like their ratio. Like every once in a while, SNL puts out a really badass sketch. Yeah, like with the Trump stuff. I think they've been doing a great job. Yeah. I think a lot of those are really funny. Um, I thought Tina Fey's sheet cake thing was. Really funny, yeah. Ultimately,
0: I never really even checked it out to be completely honest. I just saw people freaking out over it, yeah. People on the internet, monitor, yeah. It's
1: just like everyone's yeah. really sensitive right now, and for good reason, yeah. But, um, yes, yeah, so, and I, I don't know. The SNL's got like I, I think every once in a while they knock it out of the park, but unless I'm hearing about it somewhere else, I don't want to watch SNL. Like, if I hear about an SNL sketch somewhere else, like, if it Someone ends up... Someone tells me I should check it out. Yeah, or, yeah. If, or if it just shows up in my, my news feed, because they, they segment everything up into clips and put it on YouTube now. It's easy to find. So, if it just shows up there, then it's like, okay, that's probably worth seeing, or it wouldn't be here. Yeah. I, or it would, it would just die off, like, every SNL sketch does. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of them. Um... I like a lot of the newer sketch shows. I like I never liked Mad TV. I remember as a kid that Mad TV would be on sometimes. And it would kind of it would be like I don't get this. Mad
0: TV. I watched a little bit of Mad TV. Oh my god, this is like way back in the day like when I was in when I lived in Philadelphia. That was it came on really late after something. You know how when you're a kid you have those shows that you just watch because they come on after something else. Yeah. Yeah. So Mad TV was one of those, and yeah, the thing about Mad TV, it always seemed like even as a kid, I was like, they're trying too hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, that they it were
0: definitely just, felt like it was turned up to a level to where I was like, whoa, dial it back. Yeah,
1: yeah, that there's that there's that balance you've got to strike with being absurd, where yeah. if you take it a little bit too far, especially if you use humans as your actors, yeah, you know. Yeah, you can get away with more absurdity with cartoons. With cartoons, or yeah. or if you start adding cartoonish, like actual aspect, I guess. Yeah, but if if you take it too much in that direction, you lose people.
0: Because like the acting, like a human is always gonna look and act like a human acting something that they were given. Yeah, you know, it's never true. Absurdity comes in the form of like, this is real, but it's not. You always know it's not real because they're actors. You know what I mean? If you're being shown something, like absurdist novels, the good ones are like, you have this story that takes place, and it's never explicitly shown through the text or the layers of the story that this is outside of the realm of possibility. But you as the reader know that it's outside of the realm of the possibility, but on stage or on screen with like sketch comedy if you have actors acting something out that's too absurd you already it it gives it away because you're th- then they, you're
1: watching improv.
0: Yeah, you're exactly. Yeah. You're like you already know that it's fake. Yeah. Yeah. I that- think I liked as far as uh sketch I never really liked sketch until I would say like, yeah like robot chicken era stuff, adult yeah. swim. Yeah, don't swim. Got me into that style of comedy. Those cartoons that came on right. were more of that. Like, it's really just jokes within a larger scheme, a larger, broader
1: thing. The well, show. There's, there's Chappelle's show too.
0: Ah, that's it. That's the one of yeah. the best. Yeah, I was trying to think what's the best sketch show. That's that's yeah,
1: yeah. Chappelle's show is probably the best one that was on. Um, I like, I like Amy Schumer's show. I think it's good. I think that uh mo- most of her sketches. I think I think sh- her show has a way better batting average than SNL does.
0: Oh yeah. The That's interesting. I've never really sat
1: down to watch her show. It's it's We're pretty good. Good sketches every once in a while. Um Key and Peel too. Key and Peel. Nathan Fuse Th- awesome. was
0: a pretty good one.
1: Nathan Fuse almost more it reminds me more of Jackass in the way that it's it's like it, where he's going in and he's doing these these segments are in like the real world, yeah. That like he's it's almost like a prank show sometimes. It's reality sketch, almost. yeah. It's
0: like we have sketch and we're gonna take it to the streets or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah, Eric Andre, a great one. I actually really fucking like that yeah. show. Like that's one that really divides people. You either really
1: enjoy that or it's too much for some people i i have i can't really decide if it's too much for me not that it's i i definitely like enjoy it but it's it's still a little bit like is this too absurd
0: ah see i don't i don't think it is because i think the whole overlaying thing is that it's like this satire of right. the talk show yeah that tie that for yeah. me personally that ties it in so well That's enough. Have Hannibal sitting there, like if it were just the Eric Andre sketches back to back to back, I wouldn't get it. But it's like you see that you have these people sitting there doing this half-assed. Like to me, that's hilarious to have somebody like doing a show that sucks, (laughs) and it's kind of like they're still developing or like putting forth. A normal amount of that's the absurdity to me. If you talk about like flipping something, the expected is if you have like a a show like that where people are sitting and talking or whatever. What do you call that? A talk show? Yeah, like a talk show. (laughs) (laughs) Where they're sitting and talking? What is that, a talk show? Yeah, that it's going to be that disjointed and loose and fucking shitty.
1: They didn't really get very imaginative with that name, did they? Like talk show? Yeah, talk show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. That's a that's two thousand seventeen Hollywood movie titling.
1: What's the bare minimum description we can throw at this? Dude,
0: you notice that like movies are titled like that now? Dunkirk. Look at any movie and it's just yeah. like, what's it what's the who's the man that it's about? And that's probably <laughs> what the name of the movie is. <laughs> or like what happens in it. Like, oh, a plane crashes. You have a movie come out called like Plane Down. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Down. I wonder what happens in this. Yeah. The only one I can think of truly like that is like The Revenant. You know, a movie title should be a little ominous. What's the word? Look at? mysterious, mysterious, yeah. ambiguous. That's what I'm yeah, ambiguous. Should be A little ambiguous. Yeah. Comedy comedy specials could really learn from that. We need more ambiguous comedy special titles. Cause comedy specials have such hacky titles all the time. Yeah, it's, they always directly reference like this is gonna be funny joke fest, something yeah. like that. You know,
1: I wonder how much. People give that that sort of thing over to like the people that work with probably them. Probably
0: a lot of it. Yeah, you know, I would
1: imagine. Yeah, like here, you guys figure out a title. I don't do that. I don't market stuff. So here,
0: I would honestly yeah. like. I'm waiting for the point where like people are re- releasing there, and it's already probably happening as I t- say this. But just release your album by yourself, comedy album, the same way somebody releases like a mixtape or free music. Just, oh, I like, think. I think Louie
1: did that. Yeah. Yeah, like a few and then years you ago. can
0: title it yourself because I feel like, I know me personally, like younger people, they're not going to title their stuff. I'm not going to pick some like cheesy, shitty title like a uh, box full of laughs or some shit like that, <laughs> you know? I'm just going to have a cool title or like something that almost in the way you would title a poem. You know, poems have really ambiguous titles yeah. to where it's just like, you probably won't even see this phrase listed anywhere
1: in the actual work itself so you you want more like like 90s rock albums instead of like 80s rock albums
0: yes (laughs) yeah absolutely there we're going yeah
1: well, we're not we we're not 100% sure what this is going to be about but it sounds kind of interesting it sounds cool you know it should just yeah. be a
0: ti- it should just be something that sounds cool to where you yeah. want to press play
1: whatever i'm high this is cool <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's right. co- it's
0: a comedy album it's got a weird title fuck it I'll yeah. press play you know? yeah. i don't know why i'm thinking of titles for albums <laughs> it's well it's a
1: jokes. lot easier than making right. albums it is yeah it is <laughs> yeah I've, I've named probably a hundred bands.
0: <laughs> yeah. and Me and one of my friends used to sit around and do that. We used to sit around and fucking like name songs and mixtapes, which <laughs> is like yeah. ridiculously funny shit. How sad. Yeah. Like, like instead of actually making music, yeah. Yeah, the things we could have done.
1: <laughs> 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 uh,
0: that's why I get so obsessed with how I'm using time. Like, oh my God. Do you ever feel like time spent not like working on something comedy related? You're like, oh I'm fucking up. Even hobbies that I have now. Yeah. I'm like, this hobby's not gonna make you any money.
1: What though. are your what are, you are your hobbies?
0: Uh, what, what are you
1: into? I never know what to define as my hobbies. That's the only reason I ask. Uh that's an interesting
0: question, because comedy consumes so much time. Between work, I mean, I like photography. I just bought a pretty cool camera. And I like writing other shit. Yeah, It's definitely a hobby of mine, like other forms of writing. And like I was just talking about off mic, I feel like since I do this all the time now, uh, my other forms of writing definitely lack, or like I haven't paid them the attention and care. And because of that, I'm shittier at them.
1: And now when I try and do that, it's like, oh, I should just go back to writing comedy. Mm. I I wonder if maybe you're only noticing because now you've got this experience writing comedy. Then now you've got an additional little bit of perspective that's helping you Uh, notice flaws. yeah, that's right. Just the flaws you Notice when something's bullshit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true.
1: Because that's something we definitely developed doing comedy and watching it all night, too, is, is you'd get a real bullshit detector that sets off kind of immediately... Yeah. If if someone like it, I I can almost always tell if someone's about to have a good set or not by really? the time by the time they're done with like their first sentence, you can you can always kind of tell.
0: You can tell if that, I thought you meant like before they got on stage.
1: Oh no, you can. I I feel like you can hardly ever. But even then, you can kind of get a little. You can you know I can roll the dice confidently. Yeah. on whether or not someone's gonna be bullshit i
0: think my basis of that is the comic in the room and yeah how other people did i can usually predict if i know that comic i can predict how this room is gonna receive their jokes right and reading rooms is interesting because like i don't know what happens but you can definitely like reading a room is a thing you can like look at a group of people and be like oh shit yeah yeah these jo- this joke isn't gonna work on these people and you right. have no real basis for why you think that but you're like you're like you just know yeah you're like it's just not gonna work yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's probably a lot of like just challenging your assumptions and stuff like that just just looking at it not and
0: being afraid to bomb
1: yeah not being yeah. afraid to bomb and, and also just trying to like figure out like what are these different groups of cuz like in terms of reading a room we're, we're figuring like what emotional state are these people in right now what wh- how long is their attention span at this exact second yeah then maybe that's that's probably the most important part is how long are they willing to fucking listen to me yeah. right now how how many seconds do i have how
0: interested in are our... How interested in me are they? Yeah, and, like, and
1: what are the ramifications of that? Yeah, because if they're really interested, then you can do really personal stuff. You can talk for a really long time. But if you feel like they don't give a fuck about you, and that's then it like, that's, that's valid. Like that, it's not their job to give a fuck. But if you feel like they don't care at all, then you probably don't want to talk about yourself. You probably want to just hit them with the funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as quickly as possible like rapid fire it yeah i had someone tell me once that the best way to and i I think i agree with them that the best way to deal with like really unfriendly rooms Uh is to just do the shortest stuff you've got to just go from one to the other and do it as seamlessly as you can to get them on your side yeah to get
0: them on your side and to have that like that rapport to where like oh this is a funny guy so i'm gonna listen to what he has to say So i like to open up with something to let like short that's about the room or yeah. like something that happened recently or that's like very topical that way everybody is like, oh yeah, yeah. Ha ha ha. I do think yeah. that's
1: funny you know I I like doing that too, but I some it feels like something happens sometimes where I'll do that opener and if it doesn't quite work, I will try to follow it up with something that is also like yeah made up on the spot. And then I'm fucked. Yeah, then you lose the wave. Yeah, I'm dead fucked. It's like you were
0: talking about you can tell somebody's going to have a good set. That's how I know if I'm going to have a good set. If I go up and try something that's like super topical or like super like blah, 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 this just happened, it's off the dome sort of, and it kills, I'm like, oh, well, now the crowd is in your pocket. Yeah, you're in a good spot now. You're in a great spot. You open up with something that's got a lot of punches in it. But if... That's a terrible feeling if you open up with that thing and it's not hitting because now you're like, you're going into a boxing match up against the like, you're already in a
1: bad spot. You're like, oh fuck, I got to dig. You just tripped on your way into the ring. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Digging out of a hole. Never fucking fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I, I, it feels like some people talk about like comedy being scary, right? Uh And, And I feel like that is the experience that they're talking about, that, that. It's not like when you're you get up for your first dozen times and you're bombing and you're sweaty and, yeah. and you feel like you're gonna. It's shit, when you've you know? already
0: had a couple good sets or yeah. you know you're you're a comic now. Right, you do this and you're at a show, and you've got twelve minutes and you're three minutes in and you're like, they're not feeling me. Yeah, this isn't That's, working at yeah, all. Yeah, this isn't working. Yeah, you know, I'm three yeah. minutes in and they don't really like me that much and they don't think what I have to say is yeah. funny. That's right. when you really start to show your true colors. Yeah, you're, like,
1: you're deep in a hole. You have no rope. Yeah. You're like, you don't, you don't really have 12 minutes.
0: That's when it really, that's, the, that's when it feels like a job. That's yeah. the first time you start to go, oh, okay, I'm a comedian and I got to make people yeah. laugh. <laughs> you know, I got to find something in this repertoire that is going to entertain these people. Because I can't just stand here and be not entertaining for the next eight minutes. That means I fucked up at <laughs> what I'm supposed to do, you know? I definitely experienced that recently to be like... And it's a weird feeling where some things are working, and you're like, oh, I think I got them. And then you go into the next one, and nope, not not so much. It's like, oh, man, this is an actual yeah battle between right. you and the audience. Yeah, you
1: thought you turned a corner. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's all kind of a weird balancing act, just trying to find the rhythm that can keep people. Yeah. That that how do you get anyone to pay attention to just you talking for a long period of time? Because you can't even just get up and really like try the same thing over and over. There's so many different ways to write jokes and you kind of have to use a lot of them if you want to have any any hope at people listening at all. Yeah. But it's ah oh, man. Because then when you're trying to
0: do that I've noticed is like you will say something and then the next one that you say doesn't necessarily work. And then the one after that, you're like, oh, see, this would have it would have built that wave higher had I not done the other one and just went into this. Oh, this is what they like. And I guess that all comes with experience to like it's like surfing in a way. Yeah. To where like, you know, the motions to stay on the wave to where if you're floundering, you're like this joke, that joke, but all over the place. And you're like, some stuff works, some stuff doesn't but to be able to look and to know what you need to say for that like pure funny
1: and know when to get off too. Yeah. No, the just the right second for it. But I wonder I wonder if that's why people make some ideas into sketches instead of movies.
0: Instead, of, yeah. To be like, "Hey, this is not a full-fledged out idea. This is yeah. just <laughs> Yeah, this, this is, is as long a as small thing. This yeah. is as
1: long as we could ride this wave. Short stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: all comes oh no that was off that was off mic but no it all comes full it's hard circle. to keep track <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah it all comes it all comes full circle except for the gaps of the circle <laughs> yeah. that are missing because we didn't record them ah <laughs> oh, shit speaking of full
0: circle you want to do any oh this is this is my favorite part this is random shout outs just shout anything out i'll start shout out to uh Shout out to the fan above my head. Shout out to uh, Miss Jackson. She did my dreadlocks today. Shout out to Levi's for making knockoff Timberlands. Shout out to Ham's, the the beer sponsor, always. Shout out to um, Bic for lighters. Samsung. Shout out to Steve Jobs. Rest in peace, Steve Jobs. Uh, Shout out to Carson Wentz. Shout out to Doug Peterson. I'm just going to start naming random athletes. <laughs> shout out to Patrick Ewing. Not, no shout out to you drag. Man, you can be such a mess sometimes. What
2: This is such a drag. What side. and side. we got a like kick, push, kick, push, coach. What's up? I think I finally found the Holy Ghost. The way I live. Probably put you in a come toast. I'm a life man. I think I'm about to overdose. Kick, push, kick. Push coast, what's up? I think I finally found the holy ghost. The way I live will probably put you when I come a toast. I'm half life, man. I think I'm am about to overdose. I came into this game with this ten toes down, confused about the world and why the shit's so wild. The government's foul, killing my people for publicity, justifying the city exerting white supremacy. Crack the Hennessy, load the clip, crack it tempting me. Hate his jealousy. Drink the fifth, smack the enemy. Irrelevant. Flow is me I the world and have it gimme. Had a I'm the nigga who pluck it I of got the system trying to come up on something. I'm sleeping in the Buick just to stick to the budget. When you focus on yourself, your niggas think that you buggin' I'm not focused on these politics, just let me live. And please remove the shackles from these young kids' list. If I drop out of school, I might flip these bricks. And if I see Donald Trump, is still, Trump is still Turn up. Kick, push, kick. Push coast, what's up? I think I finally found the holy ghost Do I live? I probably put you when I come with toast I'm half life man, I think I'm about to overdose Kick, push, kick, push, coast, what's up? I think I finally found the Holy Ghost the way I, live, I probably put you come a toast. I'm high off life, man, I think I'm about to overdose I don't know, just because flow's cold That's the reaper, I can hit you with the Nina If you tripping on the block, bitch, I'm confidently cocky Not you, cause I'm cocky, cause I carry this mentality That says I can't be stopped, cause the family gotta eat So I'm setting up the feast, on the field doing sports I'm even rapping on these beats, so it's all grind, no sleep And my whole team focused. ambition flowing through me Let me keep my eyes open, haters try to get under my skin Like, lotion. mad, cause I'm and women wetter than the ocean This vicious mentality is handing out fatalities Fighting fictional fallacy God created a masterpiece Making more tunes than Daffoddy Trying to ball like a masterpiece I am like, your majesty I'm so glad that you rap for me As I proceed, I'm Jay-Z When I drop to Key Socrates With philosophy Flow such an anomaly Kick, push, kick, push, ghost What's up? I think I finally found the Holy Ghost The wild I live and probably put you in a come of toast. I'm high off life, man I think I'm about to overdose Kick, push, kick, push Kick, push, coast I think I finally find the Holy Ghost The way I live, I probably put you wanna come with toast I'm high up life, man, I think I'm about to up with those